So when we're trying to change that student mindset to practitioner mindset can be really hard because there's all the part-time jobs, there's paying off college or uni, there's all of the things that have to be done. And then once you start in your own business, you don't actually really realize how much work there is in your own business and in your own business. I have a saying, and it's, if the plan doesn't work, change the plan, not the goal. Now, I don't know who originally said that or wrote that, but it is something that I live by. I will change a plan and I will have a plan A, a plan B, a plan C, not just a plan A. Hello and welcome. Mentoring with Geraldine is a bite-sized practitioner podcast for naturopaths, nutritionists, herbalists, and practitioners. This podcast responds directly to your needs, the needs of the practicing natural therapist. With interviews, herbal discussions, something business and something clinical each week, you'll get the variety you need and enjoy to stay motivated in practice. Hello and welcome to Mentoring with Geraldine and the Bite Size Podcast. How are you? How's it all going with everybody? I have been having a great time having focus calls. Now, if you want to have a focus call with me, that's really easy peasy. Just go to my website, geraldineheadley.podia.com and hey presto, on the top, on the bar, it will say focus call. And you can just book into my acuity scheduler because I wanted to talk to you about some of the things that people talk to me about. And they all revolve around the mindset of moving the mindset from the student mindset to the practitioner mindset. And focus calls are a great way for me to know where everybody's at, what everybody needs, and to support the people that ring me. It's 15 minutes and everyone I'm convinced. I think I've had one bad focus call in five years. I reckon everybody gets something from the focus call. All right. So some people are ringing specifically to say, what should I be doing with you, Jordan? Should I be in the academy? Should I be in the graduate program? That doesn't really sound like me. You know, I'd really like the one-on-one program with you, the 90-day program. I want to launch my thing or create my what's it or develop this in clinic. I want to do, you know, my program whatever it is, and I need that extra support or things are a mess and I need to change from this business to that business. So I need the 90 day program, but you know, and then I'll have other people, oh, I don't know if I need this or that. And I'm like, no, nah, just go in the academy for now and just sit in the academy, learn in the academy. And then when you've developed that idea that whatever that is, that thing, then let's put you into the 90 day program. Let's not do something. Let's not waste your money. Let's not do something we don't need. I only want people who really want to get on and do their thing, you know, to really activate. And the people that call me on the focus calls really do want to activate. They want to get into it and they're feeling, well, isolated is one of the things people say, but people say that they're just not ready. They don't know where to go next. They don't know where to look. They don't know there's all of the things have they sorted all the things and they're not really ready to start yet or they're already burnt out because they've started straight after college. So when we're trying to change that student mindset to practitioner mindset can be really hard because there's all the part-time jobs, there's paying off college or uni, there's all of the things that have to be done. And then once you start in your own business, you don't actually really realize how much work there is in your own business until you're in your own business. So I have a saying, and I'm often sending it out on my emails at the moment. And it's, if you have a plan, oh, sorry, if the plan doesn't work, 
change the plan, not the goal. Now, I don't know who originally said that or wrote that, so it was someone, but it is something that I live by. I will change a plan and I will have a plan A, a plan B, a plan C, not just a plan A. And that's for my clients, obviously in life as well, but for my clients, that's really important. So I'd like to talk to you for a little bit about plans. And in college, we have lots and lots of, you know, there's templates and there's, you have to fill out the form, you know, that goes through reception for them to come back. And, and the forms can get overwhelming. And with each client in college or at uni, you do a lot of work, you know, you have to put in logs on them, you have to case studies, you're writing assignments on them. And then they might want to come and see you when you become a practitioner and you feel guilty because they only paid I don't know, $40 or whatever it was in college. But we have to remember and you have to remind those clients, especially when you're just about to leave college, if you want to take them with you, to say to them, this was a sponsored appointment and that I pay to be here today to see you. So this appointment is sponsored. So when you start seeing me away from here, it will be more expensive because it'll no longer be a sponsored appointment. And so that's one of the ways of starting to change that mindset that the people that you're going to be seeing, they will pay you and they will have set aside that money. I like to budget my money. I find I do a lot of American courses and I find that really irritating because it's in US dollars and then it converts to Australian dollar and it's another 50 bucks or something. You know, you're just like, really? You know, I budgeted for the other amount. And it's not to say I can't afford the other $50. It's just that I have an education budget and I like to stick within my education budget. And I think we should all be doing that. My travel budget balloons out every, most years, not 2020, but... <laughs> as I'm sure no one else's travel budget ballooned out in 2020 either. But we do have to be thinking, how is it that I can get these clients to come and see me? How is it that I can stop having that imposter syndrome around them coming to see me? How is it that I can get them coming back to see me? All right. Because we worry about that bit. We worry about how we're going to communicate with the clients, how because in college, they just went out to reception. You said, see you in two weeks. They went out to reception, they paid, and they saw you in two weeks. But as I say in my Finding My Flow webinar that I do all the time, it's like once every couple of months I do that, it is always make sure you book the follow-up appointment and then take the money at the end if you're not already taking the money in advance if you're working online. Because when we're changing this student-to-practitioner mindset, we've really got to think about the fact that we are of value. We are worth the money that people pay us. And, you know, we, well, the good thing to, if you can do it is to look around other practitioners who are in your area and, you know, align your pricing with them. There are a couple of downloads, NHAA has one on, it's very old now, but on pricing around how much you should be pricing depending on your qualification level, but that's, it is actually out of date, but it's, it's a good starting point at least. Now, the other thing is, is when we niche. So niching helps with so many things. It helps us reduce the amount of background study we have to do because we start to know where, what we're doing, what we're going to do with that person, what product is out there, what changes they need to make in their lifestyle, in their habits, in their sleep habits, and all of the things, all of the things that they have to change. And we know them already. So we can just keep repeating them. And once you've niched, then you can start going, actually, I could do a program because I'm repeating myself over and over again. So many of you will have done my programs in practice course, and that is specifically for developing those programs to use with your clients that you have. There's the larger, you know, all the launching stuff and everything. Thing, but I do the ones in practice. So once you've got it, 
then you can start launching it out to the world. Another question I always get asked and is something to do with that, you know, student to practitioner mindset is moving into rooms. Now I was one of the worst at this as well. So when I qualified, so there's actually a year's lag between my qualification and my starting in and my getting an AVN because I was just like, oh, I'll just wait till the next financial year. I'll just get everything sorted. I'll just get my paperwork done and I'll have handouts ready. And so I was still seeing people because people were still insisting on seeing me but I wasn't charging them for almost a year. Well, definitely for a year in um, naturopathy and because that was the first one I qualified in. But you can see how I was self-sabotaging because I hadn't quite moved from that student to practitioner mindset. Oh, look, I'll just see you for free. It doesn't matter. You don't have to pay me anything. And then you can pay me wholesale price for these products that, you know, I've actually just paid GST on and freight and I've forgotten to charge you that and so on and so forth because I hadn't truly gone. I've got a practice. I've, you know, I've got a business. I'm a professional. I've now got 30 years of training behind me. At that point in time, I had a lot of training behind me with all of my nursing as well. And but I couldn't change that mindset. I didn't feel I was of value because of imposter syndrome. Now we all have imposter syndrome. I still have imposter syndrome. I thought, well, I can't do that. I can't tell them. I can't talk to them about that. And yet I will have done whatever that is thousands of times <laughs> because of imposter syndrome. So when we're changing that mindset to the practitioner mindset, it's the whole mindset that has to come with us. It's not just some parts of it. The, you know, it is a really good idea. And I think planning has got a lot to do with this. And I will actually segue a moment into our clients planning. But when you're planning that the changes, when you're planning, okay, I'm going to go into practice, where am I going to go into practice is a question I'm often asked on the focus calls where, you know, should I be in rooms or should I work from home online? Obviously, 2020 has changed everything and shaken the mix completely. And we can easily work online from home now. We don't actually have to go out and get rooms straight away. You can do mobile consults. You just need to make sure you've ticked that box with your insurance and with the association that you're mobile. So you can go and see people instead of them coming to you if you wanted to. So when we're planning, you know, all of this planning should be done just before you qualify. And you should be starting also on your website and doing your social media and doing all of those things before you qualify. And then there's that little lag of time between qualifying and being allowed to practice before all the certification's done and, and you're ticked off by the college or the university. And in that time, you need to relax. You need to take a, take a holiday. You need to take a couple of weeks holiday. But that, if you've planned that and you've said, I can't work for three months as a naturopath, nutritionist, herbalist, you know, practitioner, because I'm waiting for my certificates, then in that time, you take the holiday and you also take that time to plan. Take that time to make sure your website's up there, your social media is sorted and or on the go, that you've got um, some posts ready to come out, that you've planned into the future a bit, and, but you've given yourself a time limit so that I am starting work, I'm commencing work, you know, a week after I get that certificate or whatever it is. I've got my insurance. I've done those things because I've planned it. Planning is super important and planning for our clients is important as well. And that's another mindset shift is moving from our planning where in college you'd see that client and you write case studies on them. You do all sorts of things with them, wouldn't you? You know, there'd be, um, you present their case. You'd, you know, you'd write a log on their case. It would depend when you qualified as whether or not you were using logs. But the way that you would do it over that one client, you'd end up with so much information. Now, if you were to have Hand all that information to a client in the real world, then they would be overwhelmed and they'd get all that information and they just go, well, I don't need to see the person again because I've got all the information here. 
but they would also go, where do I start? So I believe your plan should actually, for your client should actually be quite short and it should show where it's going. So it's one month for every year you've had a problem. So you've had this problem for five years. It's going to be five months worth of work. I'm going to need to see you every couple of weeks for the first couple of months. And we're going to spread it out to three weekly, then monthly. And then hopefully, you know, I'll only be seeing you every few months to check in on your health. So it's planning. And if we've got plans for ourselves for when we qualify, plans for our clients of how we're going to talk to them and see them, plans for our education budget, plans for what we're going to do and see and leaving some leeway in there as well. And then finances, making sure we've planned our finances and, you know, what we're going to work out. So we need to say, how much do you want to earn over a year? So there's 52 weeks in a year. So I want to earn, let's have a nice easy number. (laughs) I want to earn (laughs) $10,000. It's a very low number, but it's a very easy number, isn't it? So actually, no, (laughs) we're... We'll do, I want to earn uh, $40,000 because that's a much easier number in this conversation to do this off the top of my head. So you want to earn $40,000 over over a 52-week period. So, but in actual fact, um, once you take into account the children's school holidays and your travel to conferences and the other job that you may or may not have, or, you know, all the other things that you're taking in, it might be you're actually like me only working 40 weeks a year. So in actual fact, you need to earn that $40,000 in those 40 weeks. So that's how you work it out. You take your 40 weeks, you take your how much you need to earn in 40 weeks, and then you're spreading it out over the 52. Don't be thinking, oh, I've got 52 weeks in a year to earn 40,000, and then discover at the end of all of that, you actually only worked for 45 weeks that year. And so of course you didn't reach that 40,000 because you hadn't planned for that. You hadn't given yourself that long-term planning and that construct of what you're going to do. So at our virtual weekend in the academy, we went through planning for 2021 and we do have a mastermind coming up in the academy and I'll be open. The the academy will be open again very soon and people can rejoin the academy in 2021. And then they'll be able to come to the mastermind and the virtual retreat and you'll be able to, you know, use all this information. There's so much information in the academy at the moment. There's too much information in the academy at the moment, to be perfectly honest, but that's never a bad thing, is it? I'm sure it's not a bad thing. So I have a line that I've been sending out in an email and I don't know whose line it is. And I feel a little bit bad because I'm sure I didn't make it up, but it's if the plan doesn't work, change the plan, not the goal. Okay. And it's something that we do have to think to ourselves that hasn't worked. It's not that, you know, I can't do it because the word can is the word in the word can't, isn't it? It's not that I can't do it. It's that I have imposter syndrome. It's that I've got me being negative to me right now and I can do this. You know, I got handed a certificate to say I can do this. I got handed, you know, a degree or a diploma or whatever it is to say I can do this. You know, the, uh, the government has said, yes, that qualification is acceptable. You can do this. The association has said, yes, that qualification is acceptable. You can do this. And so, we have that imposter syndrome on our shoulder. We have that little imposter. We have that little voice in our ear, haven't we? Going, oh, you know, no, you can't do that. Oh, you can't do that. Like me not starting up. And Oh, I just need to finish this. I just need to get this paperwork done before I see anyone. <sighs> People, <laughs> go and book your focus call with me and let's have a little chat about what's going on with you and how we can make sure that you really are focused and heading in the right direction. And if you need support from me, we can talk about it. So that's at geraldineheadley.podia.com. But it's time for me to go now because this is the bite-sized podcast and I'm beginning to feel I've overbitten. So um, it's been lovely, lovely chatting to you. And I hope you have a beautiful 
rest of day, evening, whatever it is that you might be doing. And I look forward to chatting with you soon. Bye. Thanks so much for joining me today. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast for the weekly episodes. If you'd like even more support and learning, then the Academy is for you. Here you'll find part two of the herbal discussions, more clinical learning and case studies to support your clients in practice. Bye for now.